Hello, and welcome to another episode of Dark Matters. Fuck you. <laughs> You're so rude. Welcome back. Who has missed us? <laughs> Raise your hand. Oh my god, I see some hands up. Oh my god, thanks. Where, what are you seeing? Are you hallucinating? <coughs> I wish. That'd be the least of my problems. Pardon our wheezes and coughing and all that shit. Don't mention my wheezes. We've been sick, so that's why we haven't yeah, we've recorded. we down in the dumps. We have not recorded. Again, surprise, surprise, I'm not done part two of Lizzie Borden. Just act surprised when you hear it. Because <laughs> Sam has an episode, and goddamn, if I wasn't going to let her do it. It's been a while since I've had one of my episodes, so I think it was time for one. Literally. I did Alcatraz. I did Elisa Lamb, and that was my last one. Oh my god, yeah, because I did. That was so long ago. Alcatraz, one, two, Penhurst, and Lizzie Borden. Yeah. Only really behind. That's fine. And then that's why she's doing it today, because she said right. she was done. I said good, because I said I was going to finish my notes, and I didn't. Well, yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, in addition to being my episode today, we're going to start one of our new segments on our segments. podcast. Welcome to the segments. <laughs> I'm just gonna clip that and keep it. <laughs> it's gonna be so funny. <laughs> we figure let's add a little spice into it. Spice. <laughs> Ew, I didn't like that. And we're gonna do a useless fact of the day. So Did you say useless fact? Yes. Okay. Well, you said that, and I instantly went to death facts. Okay. Why am Based I surprised? Your face. Why am I surprised? I don't know. Based on your face, I realized maybe you were going to go with not just death. I don't know. I was thinking true crime, death. I was just going to go random, like anything. Random? Anything. But whatever. Whatever um, you want. Well, I went the death route. Okay. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> I surprised. found a website that has a few that I like, and you're not allowed to use it. And I already told you, and you agreed. Yes. Um, so I am going to bring the first facts because Sam's going to do all the other work of the episode. So my fun fact is... In at least one, oh, I'm getting this from mentalfloss.com. Um, don't read ahead because, like I said, most of my facts are going to come here. <laughs> um, it says, in at least one version of telegraph code, LOL meant loss of life. It's like when the moms or grandmas on Facebook put the laugh face and they're like, Grandma, you can't put that. It means you're laughing. They're like, no, that means I'm crying. And you're like, no, Grandma, that's not <laughs> how that works. You know what I mean? I can't. Loss of life. Loss of life. Well, every time I say that now, I'm going to be like, okay, loss of life. I'm sorry. No one should say LOL. As an adult, don't say LOL. I say LOL sometimes. I say haha. You know what? You say LOL and I screenshot it and I put it in archive and then I save it. You're a bitch. (laughs) You're a straight up bitch. Also, who says you should say haha? Haha is the noise you make. that can be obnoxious sometimes. You go, ha-ha. I do all caps. You know me. I do ha-ha all caps. So aggressive. It's so aggressive. That's how I literally hear it in my head when you when you <laughs> type that. That's how I hear it. And I do the skull and crossbones a lot because it kills me. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, ha-ha, dead. That's what I mean. <laughs> I used to do I'm dead, but like be D-E-D. Ew. I think it's that's worse. <laughs> You're an adult and you do that? I'm dead. <laughs> I hate you it so much. You need to go to jail. Oh, no, I'm dead. Go to jail. Go to jail. 
good Alcatraz. <laughs> the words are the words. I will escape. How? I'm so personable. Someone would help me. I want to hear I how- know how not to do it. <laughs> Just to add on a little segment to your Alcatraz episodes, please inform Welcome us. Welcome to the segment. Please tell I us. I forget what I did earlier, so it's going to change every time. Well, tell how us. How to escape? How, how would you escape? I can't do I can't tell you because then it would be ruined. No one's cover gonna... your ears. Just kidding. Yes, cover if your you're ears. In the FBI, don't listen. Leave. Turn this off. <laughs> Continue. Well, I know I would have to get down to my knickers and covered in oil. So you're gonna <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, are you literally gonna go and do the same shit? Yeah, I'm gonna be get naked. naked. I'm gonna be naked. Be <laughs> 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 <me> butt naked. <laughs> Something's wrong with you. <laughs> and then you know, just hope for the best. <laughs> like, I'll be That's your like, plan. Well, I didn't think I'd get this far. I love how your plan is number one, get naked. Number get two, naked. wing it. Like, no, number two, number one, get naked. Number two, <laughs> cover myself in oil. Number three, oh, you're serious wing about that? It. Yeah, <laughs> I have to get through the bars. Like the other people, they had bar spreaders. I'm a thick girl. I'm not gonna make it through any bars <laughs> just covered in oil. No, one, it would be like step one, get naked. Two. That's it. Can't get out of the bar. <laughs> She's a naked girl in herself. I'm like, dang it. You're like, hello. <laughs> like, Danielle, you're going to lose your clothes if you keep on taking them off. Sir, well, can you come here real quick? Ah, Please help. <laughs> Please help. Can you open the, open the cell? Open the cell. I need help. I need help. And then I see you trying to charge through the, the doors. And oh, like, I would take them. I'd get low. <laughs> and they, they would push you back and be like, not today, they bitch. can't hold me. Today. I'm covered in oil. <laughs> I'm covered in Vaseline. Ew. That's worse. I slip and slide. No more. Catch me if you can. I just picture, you ever see that video of the, it's like so old, the little kids who covered themselves in peanut butter? <laughs> That's what I picture you doing. You're like, is it fun? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh it's like real deep for a kid. That's me. I would just be slipping and sliding in my Vaseline body until I got tired. <laughs> I just slip right back into my cage and be like, I'm back. <laughs> like, Danielle. I mop all of this up tomorrow. They put you in the hole. They're just like, you sit down there and think about what you hole. did. <laughs> You're like, Danielle, stop singing. Y'all hear those voices? <laughs> no, I don't hear those voices. I talk to myself. I don't care. They'd be like, this bitch is nuts. Check <laughs> <Like> me. <laughs> I'm living my best life. <laughs> What's wrong with you? No, you'd be. I would get tested you mentally. Would, you would make other voices, and then you'd be like, help. You hear the voices? <laughs> help. 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 It's Pep. Pep is back. <laughs> Pep has found me. Pep, no! Rah, rah, rah. <laughs> no, Pep, no! I can see it. I need a rabies shot! Help! <laughs> oh my god, it's like... Do you know how to call for help? Yeah. Okay, how do you call for help? <clears throat> help! Help! <laughs> <laughs> like, no, no. Okay. That's incorrect. No. Uh, that was so funny. Anyway, about my fact. What was my fact? Loss of life. Yeah, that's why no one should say lol. But yeah, those people that put the laughing faces is very funny. Oh, God. It's like they don't know how emojis work. No, I think anyone anyone over the age of like 55 <laughs> yeah, like, doesn't really know. Anyway, I'm so excited. Oh, give me a clue. Okay. Murder. No. Mystery. 
No. Crime? No. Paranormal? Yes. Old? Yes. War? No. Asylums? No. Is that like an old abandoned mall with a ghost? <laughs> How did you know? You're just a fucking genius. Okay, so it's paranormal. Yes. And it's old. Yes. But it doesn't have to do with patients. I didn't say that. You hospital. Said a, it's a hospital. Yes. I don't know what one, but it's a hospital, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which one. <laughs> Nelly! Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> so, my topic is... What state? What state? Guess. <laughs> you dumb bitch. You just say Canada? Wyoming. Indiana. No. East or West Coast? Towards the East Coast. I can't think of any states. Tennessee. You're close. I don't know what's close to Tennessee, so it doesn't matter. Have you seen a map? Ever? Carolina. No. No. It's right next to Tennessee. I could not tell you what states are next to Tennessee. <laughs> Arizona? Is right. no, that's her. Are you joking right now? <laughs> no, I'm not. Are you fucking joking? No. What's it start with? Utah. You're, you're saying the West Coast. I said fucking East Coast. Tennessee, Arizona, fucking Utah. They're on the opposite sides of the country. I didn't say I was good at geography. Have you ever seen a map? Yeah, I don't remember sure? it. Are you sure? I know Canada's the hat of the United States. It's not even the same it. country. And Florida's the kickstand. <laughs> <laughs> I could not tell you what's around Tennessee. <laughs> I always heard that New Jersey was the armpit. <laughs> Texas is the, you know, the dick. <laughs> Say a wiener. That's <laughs> the same thing. God. Okay, so I can't guess, but close to Tennessee. Kentucky. Oh, okay. Yeah. State. Tennessee and Kentucky are touching. I know Tennessee looks like a squished sandwich. Okay. Or like a wood chip. <laughs> like a piece of mulch, maybe. <laughs> What does Kentucky look like? Okay, Kentucky. Oh, this awesome. Hold on, let me pull up a map for this bitch to see what Kentucky looks like. Hold, please. It's been me on the other side for so long, it's very easy to get off track. (laughs) The face you just gave me? You're making me shocked. This is payback. Okay. This is Kentucky. One, she pulled off the fucking worst map ever. This is Google Maps. But, uh, okay, Georgia. Do you see it? Mississippi, uh, Ar- Arkansas should be changed so it doesn't say Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see it now? Yep. You're aware of where it is. Yep. Welcome to the segment. So anyway, Kentucky. Kentucky. Now you know where it is. Uh-huh. Okay. Waverly. Yes! <laughs> so I'm yes. so excited. That's yes. the only hospital I know by name. Go. Okay. Yes, so Waverly Hills Sanatorium. Hell yeah! So uh, this one is is another one for me that's like different because I, for some reason, have always wanted to go to Waverly Hills. Like just something. Because we looked it up. It's the one that's like five floors, right? Yes. And it's creepy. Yes. It's not a straight line, but it's a weird like V-ish thing. Yeah, it's like it's a curved. Yes. Yeah. Um. Oh, shit. What's your name? I don't even think you listen to this podcast, but I'm about to shout you out. Fuck. Anyway, I will find it. 
that's like on my bucket list of something I definitely want to do. Like we yeah. should we should go there. That's crazy. That's we should yourself. make it a vacation and just help. Just go. Make it a vacation. Let's go. Kentucky. But like that's the only thing though. I think you need to know someone to get in there. I think so. I don't think so. You can just go. Well, you I think you, it's like another. I think it's another one that you have to like sign up for and pay to do. Exactly. Maybe that makes sense. Yeah, I'm pretty sure because that's what I've gotten through. Other research. people go. Yeah. I think it is. We're going to be official ghost hunters. That'd day. be cool. Yeah. Yeah, guys, we're going to go ghost hunting again. Back to Penhurst. Back to Penhurst. And then we're going to go in the building you want to go in. Which all the vicious. I know. It's so funny. Not vicious. I don't want to say vicious, but violent. Yeah. Just it was just creepy. You know, just side note. It was just very creepy when, you, when we went to Penhurst and there was, like, looking at that hall. It's called Quaker Hall. And they had mentioned that's where the most violent patients were at. And. You could just, like, just looking at it was so eerie, so creepy. It just felt like you were being watched. Well, just the windows opened, and then some have wood planks over it. It was very, like, almost comical. Like, you're like, what am I looking at? And why do you need the panels there for what? Well, for people to get in. Or for people to not get out. I was going to make a joke and be like, yeah, I was sure quaking in my boots. <laughs> so Waverly Hills Sanitarium. So... Uh, so it's on a big piece of land. It, the land was originally purchased by Major Thomas H. Hayes in 1883. He was in need of a school for his daughters to attend, so he started a one-room schoolhouse that was located on Pages Lane. He hired a woman named Lizzie Lee Harris to teach at the school. Her love for the tiny school, in addition to her fondness for Scott's Waverly novels, prompted her to name the little schoolhouse Waverly School. Interesting. Major Hayes liked the name and chose to name this properly Waverly Hill because it was on the hill. And then, obviously, the board of uh, tuberculosis hospital kept the name after purchasing the land and opening the sanitarium. So anyway, 1908 is when construction officially began for Waverly Hills. It officially opened on July 26, 1910, about two years after construction began. It was initially designed to accommodate 40 to 50 tuberculosis patients safely. Now, the thing with tuberculosis, if you're not already aware of what tuberculosis is, it's a pretty gnarly uh, infection. It's It's very bad. It kills thousands of thousands of people. Yeah. So it is a disease that is spread airborne. So in the air, you talking, coughing, sneezing, all of that. In the air, the spores go everywhere and infect people very easily. Dumb question. Is this TB? Yes. That's what's okay. Yeah, it is. Is that the TB test that raises on your skin? Yes. Okay. So it is also known as TB, like mm-hmm. you said. Um, and we still do tests for it today. Some people do have um, – it's a titer is what you're talking about with the skin. It's like a what they do is they, they inject the tuberculin um, – I don't know if it's toxin or whatever it is. They, it's something, part of the mm-hmm. of the inactive part of it, they inject it under your skin. And if you do have a, a raised bump or something like that, it gives them indication that you might have been exposed to TB or have had TB. Because you need a negative one to work in those schools and senior living. And healthcare kind of. facilities. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it true that, all, that older people... No, because why is it most common to work in healthcare and with older people? Why is it most common? Yeah. Well, it's a germ. Just for safety. And in general, any place where there's a lot of people in one space. Okay. Like, 
also, I think they do it for college too, if I'm not mistaken. Oh. Because you know, college. That makes sense. And that's also with meningitis too. You need a meningitis oh. vaccine before you go to college. It's mm. any place where there's a lot of people in a smaller yes. space, not like saying it's smaller, but you know, in a confined space. Yeah. You're all living together. The, the more opportunity there is for bacteria and germs and diseases yeah. to go through. So that's why, you know, you need to have these, mm-hmm. these vaccines. So, so yeah, so that's TB. Now it came through. I mean, there, obviously we have, um, wait, but wait, you yes. talked about the airborne stuff. What does it do your body? Good question. Let's pull up the fact sheet now. Shall we? <laughs> So they say that the general symptoms, this is from the CDC, just making it easy. The general symptoms is, which is like a lot of other things that have gone around still now, weakness, weight loss, fever, and night sweats. It can also include coughing, chest pain, and coughing up blood. Depending on how uh, far it's spread, it can go to other parts of the body besides lungs. So basically, this is a good a good opportunity to understand exactly how it spreads so easily. So they actually say here that the germs can stay in the air for several hours after. Yeah. So you could cough in this room and and have TB and it'd be in here for a couple hours. That's terrifying. Anyone, anyone that walks in here after you Mm -hmm. and breathes in the air. Yep. They call it a latent TB infection. If you have the germs in your body, Mm -hmm. but it's not active and you're not sick. So you don't have symptoms, you can't spread it, but you could have it in the future, depending. Uh-huh. And if if you're if it's active, it obviously means that you're sick and they're multiplying in your body so you can spread it. So the thing with TV now is there is a vaccine, however, it's not recommended to be used, especially in the US. I'm not really sure why. Because it, it really from what it's saying here. It's not completely preventing people from getting TB, so it's not, like, useful, I guess, in okay. a sense. So that's really why people get this, these TB tests done, because mm-hmm. they're trying to see, do you have latent, the latent infection in your body that could turn into TB in the future, or okay. you're just not having it. So hmm. that's the skin test. They can do also a blood test, and then it usually, depending on if you're TB skin test is positive. They usually will do a chest x-ray to make sure there's no signs of it in your lungs because obviously that's a problem. So they do have some medication that they can give you if you were to have a TB infection. Now. Now, yes. So, yeah, the thing with with the treatment for that is it's a drug that you take for, like, between six months to a year. Like, it's not like a... It's not like a quick antibiotic course over 10 days it's six months to a year that's insane yeah and the drugs that they give you are pretty strong drugs so yeah so that's a little bit about tb um you can only imagine way back when when it first came about they didn't have a treatment for it so as you can imagine a lot of people got real sick and died from this so this was and this came quickly anything airborne spreads super quick super quick Starts taking out people before you even know what it is. Exactly. So, at this time is when uh, tuberculosis or TB was coming up very quickly in the population and people were getting real sick. And the thing is, they realized that it was airborne. So, they realized that people couldn't just be around in the general public with TB. Like, they had to be isolated away from people to get uh, prevent people from getting sick. More people. So, 
July 26, 1910 is when it opened. It was initially designed to accommodate 40 to 50 TB patients. The thought process at this time was they're going to isolate them away from the public, and to treat them, they're going to use rest and fresh air. Because, you know, what else are you supposed to do? Okay. So that was the premise behind. For 40 to 50 people. That's it. Okay. Right. And the sanat- and sanatoriums in general were built on hi- on high hills surrounded by woods yeah. to give that atmosphere of calm and yeah, yeah I mean probably <laughs> so patients can recover very nicely. Okay. So August thirty first, nineteen twelve, two years later, they had all these TB patients from the city hospital. They actually relocated them to a temporary quarter, um, temporary tents on the grounds of Waverly Hills. Because they were waiting for the completion of um, more of the buildings for the hospital. Uh, so in 19... They, they moved in, I think, in 1912, at the end of 1912. Uh, in 1914, they opened a children's pavilion. And they added another 50 beds. So the total was 130 patients. Okay. Oh, small number. The interesting thing about this, which I didn't even think about until I was researching this, is this didn't just include sick kids who had TB. This included... Children of TB patients because no one no one could take care of them. Yeah, in the same place. In the same place. In the same pavilion. Well, I mean, they had a children's pavilion, but what I'm saying is, let's say you know your parents back then, you're a little kid. Yeah. Your parents both get TB, so they're taken to Waverly Hills. No one can take care of you. So I go to somewhere. Waverly so Hills. you go to Waverly Hills too, even if you don't have TB, you're gonna go that there too. Sucks. Yeah. I mean, they're together, but at the same time, it's like. Okay, so now these just plain healthy kids are just in this yeah. hospital. And I didn't see any any, any statistics about that, but you, I mean, literally. Probably just had its own their own area, but still. But the thing too the is, yeah, but the thing too is about that is thinking about it, you know, probably 99% of those kids got it too eventually because you're in the environment. So. You can you know. live in the air. It's flying through those open windows. Right. It's very sad, kind of. <sighs> So their goal of building Waverly Hills was to build a, a new building each year as the the amount of patients increased. Okay. So that was the goal. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, yeah. The interesting thing about Waverly Hills and a lot of these hospitals, they are very self-sustained facilities, which, I mean, makes sense, mm-hmm. you know. So Waverly Hills was very self-contained. They had their own zip code. Own post office and water treatment facility. They grew their own fruits and vegetables, raised their own meat for slaughter, and they maintained many of their other necessities of everyday life. So they raised animals. Everything that they could, they needed was on the facility. That's so crazy that it was so common. Like you think about Penhurst being self sufficient. Again, these people literally go here to be isolated, but also to be able to sustain themselves. Right. So it was. Basically, trying to remove the opportunity for people who aren't infected to have to come on campus mm-hmm. for other things. Yeah. They could just have everything they need right there. Makes sense. And that's why they, they said, the, the saying was, once you go to Waverly Hills, you're a permanent resident of the hill. Because you don't yeah. really have a need to leave. You yeah. have everything Unless that you need you there. You really get to leave. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Yeah. Damn. So, the most famous building, the main building of Waverly Hills was going to be a five-story building that could house more than 400 patients. It's a okay. lot of people. That's compared a lot to of the, people. the 130 from before. Yeah, that jumps. 
That construction began in March of 1924, and it opened in October, on October 20th, 1926. And it was considered at the time one of the most modern and well-equipped facilities, which is interesting. So, Because they knew people were going to be coming. They built that. They had to be like, okay, we'll keep it small for now. So since antibiotics didn't exist, for the majority of the time the sanatorium was around and active, their way of treating TB was a couple things. Heat lamps, fresh air, sunlight, positive talk, and reassurance to help keep patients alive. Patients' lungs were exposed to UV light to try to stop bacteria. This was done in sunrooms using artificial light in place of sunlight or on the roof or open porches of the hospital. Now, this is really interesting. The way they've designed this hospital, the main building that has five stories, they have, like, the main hall inside. They have one side of the of the hall that has rooms that have basically an opening where there's no door. And if you go through that opening, there is an open, pretty much like a, it's like a patio. But it's not really a patio. It's covered. But there's no windows. So it's all open. So what they would do is they would push these patients in their beds and push the the beds into that hall of what they consider a porch where there's no windows so they could get that fresh air. But the thing is, they did that all year round. (laughs) So even when it was cold as shit in the winter, (laughs) they they were out there. So they, they were convinced that, you know, the fresh air of, of being out there would help to cure them. Wow. So, and it's interesting when you see the pictures. But wouldn't it cause issues if they're all in a row, even feet apart, and it's airborne? I mean, theoretically, yeah. But it, then again, like, I don't At least know. They're out in the open. I mean. Yeah. Okay. It's hard to say. You yeah, know. that's true. You don't yeah. But the other side of the hallway had rooms that had no porches. So it was a closed off room. And from what I've seen in, in the interviews I've seen with the new owners, she was saying that the more terminal patients were moved to those rooms when they yeah. thought that, you know, at that point that they really had no, yeah. no really means of recovering. So there was no sense in keeping them on the side with the porches. So kind of sad. Still give me a window. Yeah. And yeah, like I said, I have my notes here. No matter the season, they were in front of those windows. So now there was other ways they tried to treat it too. Some patients had their lungs surgically resected or partially removed or collapsed in order to let the organ rest. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. So that they would hurts. take them to the OR to try to do those things. This one's kind of uh, hard to picture. It's kind of gross. So sometimes they would use balloons and they would surgically implant them into the lungs and fill them with air to expand them. And they would also remove muscles and ribs to allow the lungs to expand further into the chest cavity so they could get more oxygen. But this was considered as a last resort procedure. And obviously many people didn't survive this last resort procedure. Oh. Yeah. That sounds awful. Yeah. Can you imagine? You're so no, sick don't put a birthday balloon that they have body. to just open up your chest and try to like, uh, give you room to breathe. But like at that point, infection, bleeding. So uh, very creepy. Very creepy. So the Shame. death rate at the time was about one death per day uh, from TB. At the peak, the sight of the dead being carried away in full view of patients lowered their morale. Made I'm them feel sure? like 
well, I'm going to die too. Yeah. You know? There's Janice. Poor Janice. Poor Janice. I'll be next. Like, she's just sleeping. Don't worry about it. That's yeah. what you're supposed to do. Right. So because of this, oh. they tried to figure out another way to get the bodies out without making the patients depressed and thinking mm-hmm. that they're going to die too. So anyway, mm-hmm. to avoid the patients seeing all these dead bodies, what they ended up doing is they had these tunnels underneath the hospital and they would use a motorized rail and cable system where they would attach the, uh, I think they used caskets of the bodies and they attached the rail and cables to them and they had them go down to the bottom of the tunnel at the mm-hmm. bottom of the hill mm-hmm. so they could be taken away. So about the tunnels, they were the passageway for bodies to be transported and to get supplies in and out of the sanatorium as well from the bottom of the hill. Okay. Uh, it was built on the first floor with the rest of the building and it has... It's about 500 feet to the bottom of the hill. It has a set of stairs on one side, um, which is where the workers would, would use to climb. And the other side, which is really creepy when you see pictures, is it's just like a ramp. Ramp. Yeah. So very creepy to think that, like, you could just walk up one side and you get slid down the other. Uh-huh. And you're dead. <laughs> one way to put it. I'm walk just saying. Walk down one side, slide down the other when you're dead. Like, <laughs> God dang it. <laughs> It was just creepy to, like, see it and it really cre- think about yeah, it, you know? It's creepy. It's estimated that approximately 6,000 people died. Oh, my God. That way really helps. That's insane. Do you know how many, like, in all that there were? Um, I was trying to find that out, and there's no, like... I mean... Then, there's no statistic to show, like, how many people at the peak were okay, there. Yeah, yeah. But I was actually really interested to know, like, how many people they had at the most. Yeah. Like, but what's cool is... There is a website. Kentucky Historic Institutions has the death index. They're working on mm. putting it online. Wow. That's probably a lot of freaking work. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I took a look. They do have it broken down by decade. So oh. 1911 through 1919, so on and so forth. And they have it based on how that is. They have the names, their date of birth, their age of death, sex, race, where they lived originally, mm-hmm. their cause of death, and where they're buried. Wow. So, was there a cemetery on the property, or were they sent? I think they were sent. Okay, because they were taken down the hill to probably... Because a lot of the these, truck. a lot of these, when I'm looking at the death ledger now, a lot of them are just, like, different places. Okay, yeah. So they were definitely sent back home to family and stuff. Yeah. Okay. So Makes just sense. just a little um, we'll look at 1911 to 1919. There was... One death, Anthony Lee, he was one month old. Oh, <gasps> yeah, that's absurd. Yeah, his cause of death is listed as inanition. I had to look that up because I wasn't sure what that meant. It's exhaustion caused by a lack of nourishment. Oh, so basically, the baby wasn't eating. Aww. So that was, was very diabetes sad. a thing back then, or was it still the sugar sickness? I'm not sure because what if the baby died because had diabetes? It wouldn't, well. No? I doubt it had diabetes as a baby. Really? Yeah. diabetes as a baby? I think it it develops during childhood. Oh. Type 1, at least. Type 2 happens later in life. But type 1 is when your body doesn't produce any insulin. But I think they don't really realize that until you're... Older. A little older. Doing things. So, just looking at 1911, almost all of them are from... The cause of death is pulmonary tuberculosis. But there were a couple others that I've noticed... That were not TB as the cause of death. Fell downstairs. Just kidding. 
No. That would suck if you go for TB and you end up falling down the stairs. Oh, yeah. Nah, I can laugh at that because I fell down the stairs. Just kidding. Have we all fallen down the stairs? But like we have. I fainted and fell down the stairs. So there is one death in 1914. And the cause of death is listed as pulmonary TB and syphilis. Oh. So that doesn't sound too good. That does not sound good. <laughs> so is TB the thing that would make people cough into, like, napkins and there would be blood? Yeah. Okay. That's the, that's the only thing that would cause you to bleed, to okay. cough up blood, but... Oh, this one is failure of respirations during e- ether anesthesia. So they were getting the balloon. Probably. Rebecca Damn. Clark. Damn. Rebecca Clark, age 33. Damn. Yeah. That's sad. So, yeah. Not just TB killing people at Waverly Hills, but mm-hmm. majority are yeah. TB. Yeah. So... I mean, you go there for TV and you just, you die from something else that's even just as bad. Exactly. It was interesting is in the late 1930s, there was a small jump in how many new cases occurred after World War II. Um, many soldiers returning from war came to Waverly Hills. Mm. And what was interesting is many other cases were reportedly so advanced they didn't survive for more than a week after arriving. Oh my God. So I don't know if it's just like from them traveling over the world and getting a really advanced case of TB was really bad. So by the time they got to Waverly Hills, they didn't last more than a week. Wow. But there was an antibiotic, streptomycin, that was introduced in 1943. This caused the number of TB cases to gradually decrease. Hmm. Um, And then it got to the point where there was just no longer need for a large hospital because they didn't have enough patients to sustain it. 40 years? Within yeah, 40 years. Within 40 years. Wow. They had well, you a cure. for TB back then treatment. 40 years. Yeah. So it um, eventually closed down. They uh, sent the remaining patients to Hazelwood Sanatorium in Louisville, Kentucky. And Waverly Hills officially closed in June of 1961. So Damn. It wasn't even open more than like seven years. Yeah. Which Damn. is crazy because a lot of these, these facilities were open at least 100 years. That's crazy. So, yeah. So after that, the sanitarium closing, they did use the building again. In 1962, they quarantined and renovated the buildings and reopened it as a nursing home that eventually became known as Woodhaven Geriatric Services. Hmm. This facility housed aging patients with dementia, mobility issues, and severely mentally handicapped patients. Now, this facility only lasted about uh, 19 years. It was closed in 1981 by the state after several cases of patient abuse. Oh, God. I was hoping you wouldn't say that. Yeah, unfortunately. What was that time frame? I feel like in this time, you know, it's unavoidable with these types of facilities. They just can't handle the patients that they have there, and they're severely understaffed, so it turns into abuse. Yeah. Yeah. Which is terrible. That's terrible. So after the state closed the facility in 1981... The, the land on the buildings were auctioned off. There was a developer named J. Clifford Todd. He bought the main hospital building and a couple of the remaining buildings, um, as well as 40 acres um, in 1983 for $3,005,000. Okay. His goal for this was to convert it into a minimum security prison for the state, but developers dropped the plan after the neighbors around the area protested. All right. Well, yeah, that'll that'll happen. Then he Looking wanted- at it, it could look like a prison. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Then they were considering converting it into apartments, but then that fell through due to lack of funding. But can you imagine putting apartments there? Why is it always default apartments? (laughs) I don't (laughs) know. Like, let's do prison, hospital, you know, senior living, care, apartments. I mean, I guess because they can make a lot of money off of a lot of people. Yeah, that's true. It's already kind of separated by room. I get it, but ew. So that didn't work either. So Good, honestly. This was very weird, this next part. So, in March 1996, a man named Robert Haski he bought Waverly Hills in the surrounding area. He had a foundation called His His Christ the Redeemer Foundation. I'm going to stop you right there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm going to only imagine where this is going. Okay. The plan was to construct the world's tallest statue of Jesus on the site, along with an arts and worship center. Okay. 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 Sure. So the first phase of the development would have cost $4 million and would have constructed the statue at 150 feet tall and 150 feet wide, situated on the roof of the sanatorium. The second phase would have converted the old sanatorium into a chapel, theater, and a gift shop, which would have cost $8 million. The plans fell. Why the gift shop? I was thinking the same thing. Jesus. (laughs) That's it. Praise Jesus. That's little it. praise Jesus. Yeah, I want a bookmark from that gift shop. <laughs> okay. So the plans fell through because donations fell short of the expectations. Obviously, that's a lot need, of money. That's twelve million dollars total for the I whole mean, thing. At least uh, take away the statue, save that money for now. Just do the building. Well, you wonder how much they actually raised. How much did they need again? Twelve million dollars. They raised nowhere near that three hundred thousand dollars. Three thousand. <laughs> Sorry, people are are all yes. Bring Jesus here. I don't got any money on me though. (laughs) What? That sucks. That sucks. Yeah. So the the project Housing Albert's dream. I forget his last name, but it was Albert Albert Hasky. Albert Hasky. Yeah. Yo, he was distraught after that. I I mean, when I read it, I first thought it was a joke. (laughs) Like the plan was a joke. And a gift shop. A theater to feed your gift shop. I, it didn't make sense. <laughs> so anyway. Okay. That project was canceled, obviously, <laughs> in December of 1997. So anyway, next it was actually sold to a couple, Tina and Charlie Mattingly, in 2001. They still own it today. Cool. Okay. So they've, they've owned, it, owned it for over 20 years. Yeah. And they, they're the ones that have held tours. Hosts haunted, haunted house attraction every Halloween. Oh, they do have one. They do. Cool. And they, uh, everything that they raise, it goes towards restoring the property. So they've Hell been yeah. doing a lot of restoration efforts. I love that that's what it's for. Yeah. And it was designated on the National Register of Historic Places. So As it should be. And if you look at pictures of it, it's a breathtaking What is humongous. It's yeah. huge. It's crazy. It's, like, intimidating. You know how long it would take you to walk from one side to the other? A long time. A long time. A long time. Given all the history of the building and everything that has happened there, all the deaths and everything, you can only imagine that they have a notorious um, reputation for having hauntings. Might be a few stories up in there. So let's get into it. So there's- Welcome to the ghost haunt. <laughs> So there's many reports of unexplained slamming doors, sightings of a mysterious man in white going through the corridors. That's Albert. 
So there is a boy spirit. They named him Timmy. Apparently he likes to roam the hallways and play ball. So there is a ball. I think it's on like the fourth or fifth floor of the building. And reportedly if you throw the ball, he might throw it back or like move it. No. (laughs) Timmy, I'm not playing ball with you. I would go, I'm like, I'm sorry, but if that ball comes back and I don't hear it hit a wall. Yeah. I'm running. That's terrifying. <laughs> I'm, Timmy is a very cute name. Very cute boy name. Doesn't make it better. Doesn't make it nicer. You don't know what Timmy's up to. Sorry, Timmy. I don't want to play with you today. Ew. How you said that was creepier. <laughs> Sorry, Timmy. <laughs> I dropped my ball, Timmy. Would you like to play ball, Timmy? <laughs> <laughs> no, Timmy, no. So there's another thing that they mentioned. Um... People seeing themselves? No. 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 <laughs> no. <There> no. <laughs> I think I know because I'm getting flashbacks of the shows like I've seen on it and I remember this. Yeah. Part. Yep. That's a bad omen. Right? Yeah. Supposedly if you see yourself, you, you're going to die. You die. If I see myself and be like, I'm not dying, you're fucking dying. Maybe I'm the bad omen. Bitch. Bitch. <laughs> if I saw... You're acting like I won't throw myself out the window. <laughs> You're like, that's not how I look. Am I really that fat? Just kidding. Like, I'd be like, what? That's the scariest. I'll play ball with Timmy, but I'm not seeing myself. Yeah. And this is creepy because, like, they do deeds against their nature. Like, their example was... Climb walls? No. Those who were known to be pet lovers harming cats. Because it's not in their nature because they're pet lovers. Yeah. So, like, seeing themselves harming cats or, like, other animals. That's awful. I know. Bad thought, though. What if you naturally don't like animals? So then I guess you would... The person's like, you see yourself cuddling a cat, and you're like, No! Damon! (laughs) (laughs) I would never do that! (laughs) I mean, essentially, yeah. No. I imagine these things look like they're unblinking and they're smiling. That's what I picture. Disgusting. It reminds me of those TikTok videos. Have you seen those TikTok videos? Which ones? The creepy ones people make. Oh, yeah. Where it has that sound. The sound of the... the, And they're always, like, behind and then you see their face. And it's, like... Stay indoors if you see yourself or something like that. Yeah. Creepy as shit. That's creepy as shit. I can't. Those videos. Uh, so there's been sightings of a hearse that appeared in the back of the building, dropping off coffins, a woman with bleeding wrists, crying for help, footsteps. Oh my god, if I saw that though, and then what, you look around for help and then she disappears, or like she runs? I guess. There's a man in a white coat who's been seen in the kitchen. I was gonna say doctor, doctor looking for a snack. And they could smell food cooking in the kitchen. Okay, definitely a chef. Yeah. Okay. The, there's two of two big legends of ghosts in Waverly. So the the biggest one's on the fifth floor of the building. This floor had two nurses' stations, a pantry, linen room, medicine room, and two medium-sized rooms on both sides of the nurses' stations. One of the rooms, it was room 502, has been the subject of a legend where people have been seeing um, moving shapes in the windows, disembodied voices, and... People believed to have jumped to their deaths in this room. Oh. And according to stories, a nurse was found dead in this room in 1928. She had committed suicide by hanging herself from the lighting fixture. She was 29 years old, unmarried, and pregnant. 
and her depression led her to take her own life. That's so sad. Yes. So the other one was in 1932, another nurse who worked in the same room jumped from the roof patio and plunged several stories to her death. No one knows why she did this, but many speculated she had been pushed. But there's no records of either of these cases in, like, the records. Like, obviously, there's no death ledger that says suicide. So, like, that's another controversial thing about it is... you don't know. It could have been listed as the cause of something else. Not this. Yeah. So, it's possible. They did say when um, Tina Mattingly did say in one of the interviews she did that they do have two records of nurses dying in that time okay so it's possible it could have been them so there's also more speculation about the first nurse that died in 1928 who committed suicide by hanging herself the controversy is actually really interesting some say she hung from a lighting fixture others said it was a pipe that was over the door and some say from the rafters so there's a couple different places they're saying she had hung from but the thing is there were no rafters in the room the pipe over the door was part of a sprinkler system that wasn't installed until 1972, and the lighting fixture is hung on a light decorative chain that would not hold the weight of a person. So, well, and then the other suspicious. and the other weird thing is there was a former staff member named John Thornberry. He tried he verified that it happened. However, he was born in 1922, and he would have been six years old and ten years old respectively at the times of both of the nurses dying. So, his account, they don't really believe it because, like, how he was way too young to be a okay, staff member there. Dude. It's just so weird. Everyone wants their five minutes of pain. Yeah. So, the least scary thing about this place so far is the hurt strapping off bodies. Then it goes Timmy. Then it goes any nurse ghost. Oh, no. It goes hearse, chef, Timmy, nurse ghosts, see myself. Oh, as in you're going down to, like, what's the scariest? Yes. Okay. So it, go back, do it from the top to the bottom, like the scariest, the least scary. Seeing my own goddamn self. Okay. Any nurse ghost that died or hung themselves. Okay. Timmy, because the ball. Don't throw a ball back to me. <laughs> but it's rude. Like, I'm throwing the ball. He's throwing it back because he's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> the chef and seeing a hearse. I just feel like he probably gets tired of it at this point. Yeah. So now let's talk about evidence that's been found Woo. over, you know, many people. So I don't know if you're if you know BuzzFeed. Yes, Unsolved. I'm so glad you brought up this. So Ryan did not have a good time there. No, <laughs> well, he doesn't have a good time anywhere. I don't think he gets terrified very quickly because they actually went in the tunnel. What's funny to me is I also see our, us in them as well, not just like Ghost Adventures. Oh yeah, I see like you're you're Shane, I'm Ryan. Really? Because like Ryan's scared. You didn't seem very scared. Well, I was at first. That's true. I was scared too. But I feel like you're the one that's more like, you'd be the one be like, hey, ghost, it's your girl. <laughs> you know? It's your girl. <laughs> What's up, homeboy? <laughs> to me. I wouldn't be the one to say that. You would. They say my name. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you're like, nope, nope, nope. They say like, your name, Daniel. We gotta let's leave. Let's leave. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. So if you don't know, BuzzFeed had a series for a while called, called BuzzFeed Unsolved. Um. And then they had the paranormal. I don't. Wasn't the same thing. It was paranormal two. and true crime. Okay. Yeah. I liked both of them. That's why I get them mixed up. So there was the Buzzfeed Unsolved, which was about their true crime cases that were unsolved, and they had the Buzzfeed Paranormal, which they would go do these ghost hunts in different places. <laughs> really great guys. Super funny. Really love them. Uh, so that show ended after a couple seasons, but they actually have something new now. 
They do. They do. I haven't looked at it yet. Uh, no, it's under a new YouTube channel called Watcher. Watcher. And they're calling it Ghost Files. So they yeah, have they revamped it and everything. It's cool. Yeah. And what they do with this is I believe they just they go over all of the evidence that they had. Cool. And they really go through it again. Yeah. And like talk about it. So they did go and do that one on Waverly Hills. And what was interesting is um, they had a REM pod. So <laughs> they uh, had it put on next to a dog toy. Don't know where the dog toy came from. Don't know. Not really sure, but they had it next to that. And they kept asking it to, the ghost to step closer and away from it. And it would do what they said. And the interesting, too, thing is there was a lot of talks of, like, humming and stuff like that that they would people would hear in Waverly. Yeah. And they would hear they would hear the the humming and stuff. Mm-hmm. Gross. Yeah. So with the humming that has been reported to be heard in Waverly, that's one of the first things that Shane and Ryan catch. They start humming and they ask the, the ghosts to hum back. Very creepy. Can you imagine? No, don't hum at me. Okay, it goes seeing myself. Dead nurse. Humming. Humming. Timmy <laughs> Jeff. Curse. No way. Creepy as shit. So creepy. So then the one of the original ones that went there were ghost hunters. Do yes. you remember ghost hunters? This one has the most, like for me, the most compelling visual evidence. So they had a thermal camera. Ghost uh, hunters, not adventures. Right? Yes, ghost hunters. hunters. Yes. Okay. The, the guys the from Taps. Yes. Yeah. Roto Rooter. They were Roto Rooter guys. That's what they worked. They worked That's for Roto Rooter so during okay, the yeah. day, and then at night they yeah. would be the ghost hunters. Yeah. Cool. So, um, they had a thermal camera. Thermal cameras, if you don't know, um, anything that shows up, uh, I believe red, has more heat on it. So that's how you could tell. Makes sense. Yeah. Everything else looks like green and red. yellow. Anything yeah. red in the camera is somewhere with more heat. So that's where they could pick up on like movement human. and stuff like that. They capture what looked like a little boy running between the rooms. It was, and it looks like, no, you see it? No, no. I'll be honest, though. It looks like something that might have four legs, though. I don't know. It's no, running weird. They're showing it in here. They're doing it in slow-mo, and you can really see it. There, It's two, not four legs. I don't like that. Timmy. That's, that's what they think it is. They think it's Timmy. Yeah, that's creepy. Yeah, so that was really creepy. That's the last thing I want to do. It's creepier than that. It's running towards me. Yeah, so Ghost Adventures caught a lot of EVPs. Electronic voice. You know, know there's a lot of controversy drama. right now with <laughs> Ghost Adventures. I mean, Zach is Zach. We all kind of knew that. But yeah, I'm a Team Aaron fan. Me too. Team Nick also. Team you know, Nick. Nick's doing his own thing, but good for Nick. Good for Nick. Yeah. So there's a couple EVPs that are that they catch that are kind of creepy. So if you want to watch Ghost Adventures, um, Discovery Discovery Plus has most of the seasons. Uh-huh. So that's where I got Ghost Adventures. Cool. Um, Ghost Hunters was harder to find just because it's older. Yeah. So I found a random video online of the episode. So that was pretty cool. And then obviously, like I said, Ryan and Shane are on YouTube. So okay. in case you wanted to look at these more in depth. The first one is um, on the fifth floor. They think they can hear 
It's a voice saying, remember me. Another one they heard on the first floor, they thought it said, I forgot to make him smile. Ew. Very long. Ew. That's like when you go to the gas station after a hard day of work and the guy's like, yeah, smile. I'm like, I'll bite your face off. <laughs> I don't need bath salts to do that. Well, the next one's even longer. Okay. Also on the first floor. Says, keep on dragging from the bad drugs we took. Okay. I don't know. This Let's one... see. The other one was someone beatboxing. So let's see what this one says. That's what it sounded like. That's all it sounded like. <laughs> the other one sounded legit. That was just noise. Do you hear it? Barely. It's hard to hear keep on dragging from, but I hear the bad the drugs end, took. At the second half of the sentence, I hear someone talking. Yeah. The beginning, no. As Shane would say, eh, that's something. <laughs> that could be, you know, that's something. And Ryan would be like, it clearly says this. Be like, sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that one, the one before it, definitely not. So this one, he's in the autopsy room, and he's actually, so Zach's actually laying in one of the beds. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, and they think they hear something say, gonna get Zach. Hear? I hear Zach. I hear gonna get, too. Uh, Zach, uh, Zach, the fuck out, Zach. It could be anything. <laughs> but interesting, I did yeah. hear Zach. Yeah. Next one, also in the... Uh, autopsy room, they claim to hear you're not going to make it. <laughs> so. Okay. I hear you're not going to get. You're not going to get out? No, you're not going to make it. Oh. Okay. Yeah. That was a little bit more clear. Yeah, that one you can kind of hear it. So. And then the next one, also in the autopsy room, says I think it says, I'll keep him. <laughs> I'm assuming Zach. Okay. It's hard to it's hard to like not hear what they what they're saying. Exactly. It probably is when you yeah. already are reading it and then you you try yeah. to hear it. Yeah, no, but that's the it's like it's all like what you hear, how you hear it. It's like you don't know. Yeah. I heard something. Next one is in the surgical suite on the fourth floor. They thought they heard good luck tonight. Okay. Uplifting. A little. The moans. I just feel like EVPs like I don't know how it works, but how much energy it must take them to put that even in our existence of saying something and us to pick it up on. It's not through a machine where they can pick words. It's not going near something to get their energy. They're literally using their energy to speak. I think it's the least, it's the most amount of work for them to do. I'm fine not doing it. You don't have to talk to me. Use any other machine. Yeah, the hearing the voices is creepy. Like, you don't even know what they're saying. The Let's spirit box that I used at Penhurst, it was hard to understand the things mm. I was hearing. But, like, when you hear a patient or, like, anybody, like, and you hear, like, a man or a woman's voice, and you know it has to be, like, a patient, mm. creeps you out. Oh, I'm sure. So You paying attention to that while me asking, hey, throw a rock and the rock throws. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. That is more, it's crazy. So, you know, there's visual. Interesting, though, voices. Visual evidence, you auditory evidence. Timmy's the creepiest thing. Timmy went up now. Really? No, Timmy was still creepy. Okay. Timmy was still creepy. But, yeah, so, I mean, it has a 
really long, I mean, not long, as long as, you know, the other places we've talked about in the past, but a decent size, a decent size history and a lot of deaths, a lot of sick people. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it's not completely surprising that it's haunted. Yeah. And all this stuff is... You know, Taps did a good job with their camera capture and whatever that was. My head, I'm just going to say it was a raccoon running through the halls, but... I can't. It looks too much like a person. So it went, seeing myself, nurse goes, no, seeing myself, any type of moan or groan that I can hear. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nurse goes, Timmy running across the hall. Humming. Humming. Timmy playing ball. (laughs) The chef of hers. Okay. I could agree with that. Because I, no. I could agree with that list. Yeah. (laughs) Like Timmy running and Timmy throwing the ball are two different Timmys. And Timmy humming? But it couldn't, it could have been anyone humming. That's what I mean. Yeah, anyone humming. Creepy. Yeah. So that's Waverly. That's Waverly. Welcome to the podcast. (laughs) Welcome to the paranormal podcast. But yeah, we should definitely go sometime. I think it'd be amazing to go. That'd be scary as hell. I would have to go during an open house. And I know there's at least 50 other people. Well, we could do that. But I'd be so down for it. Like, hey, babe. I said that now. We're doing a girl's trip. Where are you going? Ghost hunting. I say that now. And then I could be a chicken shit. Like, I was when we went to Pembroke. We had to go at nighttime. You're like, no, turn around. Be like, Sam, this always happens at night. And you're like, we're in Kentucky. We're not turning around. We're not (laughs) <laughs> well, because the next time when we go to Penhurst, we'll go and it'll be the same thing. You'll be like, I'm getting nervous. Yeah. You're like, I forgot how creepy this road was. God, it's one thing to see it on TV. It's a whole yes. other thing to see it in person. And you're like, this feels creepy as shit. I don't belong here. You're there. I need to go. Yes. They can film the dark hallways all they want. But as soon as we step into that infirmary. I was not feeling good. I felt that way before we got to the infirmary. <laughs> You're like in the parking lot. Look at all these beautiful lights and stuff. Look at all these people. There's the porta bodies. <laughs> and you're like, no, I don't want to. No, no. You're unlocking you in the car by yourself. Which I would not like either. No. Because you'd be looking around. All yeah, fucking, I'd be like, yeah. Something to pop out of the woods. Exactly. That's the night someone escapes a prison. God. There's not a nearby prison, though, so you're fine. Okay. But, well, that was a great topic. Good job, Sam. Thank you. I really like that you brought in um, evidence. Yeah, I feel like it gave it gave uh, a lot, and it really speaks to the presence that this place has still. Mm-hmm. Taps, I still think Taps did the best. Yeah. With the little shadow boy. Yes. Shadow legs. Could be a boy. Could be an animal on two legs. I doubt it, though. Don't know. Don't know. Yay, and I guessed it. You did guess it. Good job. And now I know it's near Tennessee and Arkansas. And what state is it? It's in Kentucky. Not Canada? This wasn't being recorded live. I was going to kick you so hard right now. (laughs) I'm going to kick you. I'll just (laughs) kick your chips off. Don't you dare. Bitch. Don't you dare. You're lucky I can't reach further. Good. I'm glad your legs are short. Little legs, you better tip the whole not. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, good episode, friend. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for listening. You're welcome. 
normal podcast episode. Episode <laughs> 10. I think this is episode 10. We're going to have a singing segment now, too. Welcome to the podcast where Sam and Danny talk about stuff. <laughs> I don't like it. I didn't I didn't like it. it. Okay, 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 okay. Anyway. Oh, shout out. I did find who I was talking about. Okay, so Al Becker. They are a ghost hunter, which is sick as shit. <laughs> um, our guide at Crescent Sanatorium in prison. And I looked it up kind of far, I think, from us, actually. He used to work at Penhurst Asylum. Sorry, oh, really? girl, I'm putting your whole fucking shit out there. <laughs> and he's a former paranormal investigator tour guide at Penhurst. Oh, that's so cool. That's cool. Yeah, they ghost hunt. I love that. But yeah, so they did um, a tour recently, and I love everything that they, uh, that they post. They sound pretty cool. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure they just went to Waverly. Waverly. That'd be cool. The Florida yeah, the Waverly Hills Sanatorium. And it looks like they had um, a really good time investigating. So that is our dream, except right now we're not, you know, we're a party of two. But, you know. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, friend. Thanks for sharing. Well, thanks for listening. You're welcome. Shout out to Al, who I don't even know listens to this. But they're on Facebook, and they're really cool. And they're an investigator the ghosts yes what we aspire to be yes so if you happen to listen to this or know them shout out beach <laughs> <laughs>